Now on today's segment of uh, Real Talk, uh, we're zooming in on one of the biggest uh, trending stories in the country, um, or in the continent, in fact in the world over this past few days. Um, and I wanted to uh, bring a professional onto the show uh, this afternoon to zoom in on um, this topic. Uh, we're talking about on online activism going viral online, but I want to zoom in on the threats and then um, as we dissect to uncover the story. Um, now, Congolese star um, Kofi Olomide a week ago or two weeks ago uh, was all over the media when a story broke in the news um, and an, an online activist group uh, masquerading as the Stop a Kofi Collective um, caused a bit of havoc on the show. But latest news um, or the latest news story by Cape August this weekend has proven that this man indeed was innocent. So we we want to zoom in on the story. I've got um, a journalist, one of the uh, well-known journalists in the country, but he's known for uncovering facts and information, um, Raiz Murat. Raiz, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Colin. Thank you for having me on the Business Live show. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. So we know you're one of those people who, who not only, you know, is not only impressed by what happens on the surface, but digs a bit deeper. And so we wanted to zoom in on this topic this afternoon. I don't know if you've been following the Coffee or the Media story, um, uh, um, you know, in the media this past few weeks, but I wanted to zoom in on something. Um, online activism and the threats and dangers of this when, when claims are not founded or when it's based purely on accusation. And I know this is something that you, um, that you know uh, quite a, a bit about. Now, on Sunday, Cape August um, published a story and, and, and it was titled Congolese Start to Take Legal Action Against Stop Coffee or the Media Collective. So I wanted to zoom in on online activism and what happens when it backfires or goes wrong, which is a clear uh, case we're looking at here uh, today. Firstly, your thoughts or take on the story, Raiz? Um, so, yes, I have been following the story. And in terms of... Um online social activism for me it's uh, for me it's more about uh, the information that's being put out there uh, in terms of the authenticity of it yeah so when i look at um so online social um campaigns well activism campaigns that's been running like me too um you know they there was the one that was very beneficial, um, the Arab Spring that helped, um, you know, Egypt at the time. And then um, f when we look at the most type of um, social, uh, online social activism um, campaigns that, are, that do run online, when we look at it, it's like um, the Me Too campaign, it kind of generates negative stereotypes um, amongst feminists also. So you have to look at the negative stereotypes that mm -hmm. these things can generate mm -hmm. um, just based on the information that's put out there. And again, I, go, I always go back to saying that we need to look at whether these things are authentic or not. And based on that, um, you know, because there are certain processes we do follow to find out whether information um, is accurate or not. And based on that, then we make the decision on whether we should jump on this, um, you know, bandwagon or support. Absolutely, this absolutely. And, and this yeah. is this is why we love um, um, discussing these matters with you, is because I know that you uh, you understand integrity uh, when it comes to uh, media and, and and publishing stories like this. Now, I just want to lay a foundation uh, going viral and what social media activists need to know because we foreseeing or I'm foreseeing um, that you know with the with the musician or the star now taking the legal route or, or you know I'm assuming that there's going to to be a lawsuit um, because we do not have the right to publish um, false claims. I think that, that at the end of the day is just is just we do not have the right as South African citizens, as anyone, in fact, I I media or not, to publish 
um, false claims when there's not sufficient proof. So I want to zoom in on what social media activists need to know, and then and then I want to discuss this latest story by Cape August. Now. The online or online social activism these days, the voices of dissent have increasingly become carried uh, or, or being carried via the evolving medium of the internet. From you mentioned the hashtag Me Too to hashtag We Strike, hashtag Never Again, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Some of the recent online um, um, campaigns that we've seen, social activists wield the power of the internet to pressure powerful organisations. But while online Activism allows activities to organize events with, you know, with high levels of engagement, focus, and network strength. On the other hand, researchers suggest that the anonymity offers, um, by, or offered by online communication provides the possibility of expressing their views of, mod, you know, marginalized minority groups um, that might yes. otherwise be punished or, or um, uh, sanctioned. Um, but yeah. are there threats, and what are the threats? And that's what I want to zoom in uh, today. Other research yeah. argues that while while this modern form of activism may increase participation in line, uh, in online activities it might merely create the impression of activism or it may even have negative consequences uh, such as creating social stereotypes including you know those about feminist and environmentalist or you know getting social activists arrested as is the case um, in in authoritarian countries and in the case that we're looking at now a, a lawsuit um, or legal action being taken against this group now um, how important is it you know from a from a media uh, point uh, Raiz, to to be very careful before going public or, or, or expressing these things on a public domain how important is it and in south africa what does our law say around around these matters well um south african law in terms of well as it's enshrined in our constitution um it's in section 16 it says that everyone do have the right to freedom of expression mm -hmm. uh, provided that it that it doesn't amount to hate speech okay um, because when it amounts to hate speech that's when you incite violence so um it's important to always keep that in, in mind um, when running your social activism campaign, just to know that this is not going to, you know, incite violence or amount to hate speech in any way. Um, another thing about, um, you know, putting this information out there, it's usually, uh, you know, put out there by um, people that's on the ground. So activists, you will always say it's people that are, interacting with people on the ground. It's people that's marching in the streets. It's mm. um, people that's picketing at, you know, wherever they need to, um, you know, show their protests. Mm -hmm. um, those are the people on the ground. But the minute these people start running these online social activism campaigns, um, if a bigger organization or um, a wealthier entity feels threatened by it, mm -hmm. um, they can then put pressure on the people that you know that's on the ground because a lot of us uh, as you know media professionals we work directly with people on the ground and i always i always say that my purpose of while well, being a journalist is mm -hmm. to tell the stories of people on the ground mm -hmm. because they don't have that voice um, that platform where they can voice their um, opinions mm -hmm. and concerns um, or whatever it is that they want to voice so they can get a lot of pressure because they are somehow dependent on bigger entities. For example, if I have a certain viewpoint um, and that I'm passionate about taking to a social campaign online and, uh, you know, it opposes the views of maybe a company that I work for, I can then get pressure from my boss 
um, you know, based on that. So it's it's a bit tricky, but it's also like social. You will see social activists; they are very passionate people. Um, they usually don't have a change of mind in any way. They don't get persuaded easily to change their viewpoints. Um, but for me, again, it's just to make sure that the information that you are putting out there is the accurate information. Yeah, you, you've got to run these campaigns with, with proof or with facts. Now, what Absolutely. are the possible, because this, of course, is, and I'm going to zoom in on this latest article, which, 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 um, which states that the, uh, the, the musician was, was acquitted in a French court, which, which, in an essence or in a nutshell says that the, that the, the claims were false. And we're going to zoom in on that in a second. But what are the, I mean, this is a high profile case. What are the possible repercussions, um, you know, of making false claims online. What if we look at the well, collective, which is the guys who ran, or the group of women who ran this this campaign? What yeah. position are they in now that that the court has ordered or ruled against um, their yeah, their claims? Well, well, it can. Well, if the court um, do you know pass their judgment on this, it can um, it can be classified as defamation. Yeah, and you know. Defamation, there's such a fine line between, you know, expressing, um, like having your freedom of expression and when you are defaming someone. Like there's a fine line between that. Yeah. And in South African law, from a media professional's perspective, our, the laws for us is a lot different to, you know, the average person on the street that's mm -hmm. putting information online. So, you know, that about two decades ago, the only gatekeepers for news were media professionals and yeah. newsrooms yeah. Um, because we didn't have this freedom of having social media or devices where anyone can put out information. So during that time, the laws were different. I think the laws are still different because in a newsroom, we have all the structures in place where we can, if we are to put out information that's incorrect, we do have um, proof and, and evidence that we've gone through. There's a certain process that you have to go through to um, authenticate information. And if it comes out positive, yes, we are allowed to publish that. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can prove that in a court of law, then... Um, will rule in our favor. But if someone else on the ground just put out uh, information willingly without going through this process, without having that backing of the structures of a media organization, um, they can easily be prosecuted for it. Yeah. So yeah. I know that I know there they are um well this is funny, there are social campaigns online now that's um, advocating for the laws to be um, aligned for everyone so everyone should be judged similarly okay. um, based on the information that they put out there because of um, you know the freedom that we do have now with our devices absolutely so yeah, yeah defamation i think is the most common one that this could amount to that this would possibly not let's zoom in on this on the sto on the story because i know it made headlines for for an entire week and now it's back in the news it, it was the trending or the top story on saturday um headline congolese start to take legal action against stoffy or uh, stop a coffee Olomide Collective, which is what the group was um, masquerading as. Now, I'm going to just go through the article, Raiz, and then we can we can just un, 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 we can just dissect the, uh, sections yeah. of the article. Um, okay. Singer and songwriter Coffee Olomide is preparing to take legal action against a group of women who are part of the Stop Coffee Olomide Collective. Uh, now, this is uh, was published in Cape Town. Singer and songwriter Coffee Olomide is preparing to take legal action against this group of women who are part of this collective. Now, the legal action comes just a few days after the Court of Appeal of 
of Vesalis uh, found Olomide not guilty and relaxed all charges against him. Um, what does that mean? Just, just that bit. So the, the judgment was obviously made days after uh, this campaign went live online. Um, okay. What do you foresee happening now? Um, so what I foresee happening is like obviously the public now because um, of the information that's been put out there, the public now already have a negative um, you know a perception yeah, of yeah. this person. Um, when defamation it, it it comes up when someone's human dignity has been affected by it, and that plays another part in because in I, I think it's in section 10 of the constitution yeah. um, it says that everyone has the right to human dignity and with this freedom of expression that's already amounting to you know defamation um, that's being played out in this particular story it mm-hmm. now affects another section of the constitution which is the right to human dignity mm-hmm. and once that um, have been affected in a negative way that's when it becomes defamation absolutely and yeah. yeah so right now for me it, the public obviously have this negative perception so what needs to happen now is you need we need to move forward on how to change um, the public's um, uh, the public's perception of this um, person that is involved. Absolutely, uh, in yeah. a more positive way. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now the article also states that the singer has since spoken out against the onslaught after Shimmy Beach Club released a statement in response to a group known as the Stop Coffee Olamide Collective. And according to sources, the recent outcry from groups managing multiple online accounts, uh, many of which pose as virtually only NGOs, have been masquerading as women rights groups. I wanted to zoom in on that. Is uh, how important is it for uh, the? I mean, in you know the. The, the day these days of social media and 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 social media or online activism and um, people setting up I mean we live in the age of fake news and people are able to quickly set up these accounts and then run these campaigns by the accounts and then the accounts dis- accounts disappear um, what is the media's responsibility when when finding or sourcing information before posting or going I mean with this story I found that a lot of news uh, publications were using uh, other sources or other newspapers as their sources or other, mm. you know, articles as, as their sources. Is that advisable? Um, it, it is advisable if it is um, a, cre- a credible publication that you are sourcing from. Absolutely, okay. So, yeah, so if this publication, um, you know, is not well known, but is proven to be uh, a publication that always, well, not, well, at least 95% of the time, publish authentic stories, then by all means do use the content that's put out um, in there. But as a media professional, if I do that, because I've done that before, but I will always go the extra mile um, to question that information too, just to, you know, be close to 100% sure that the information is is, of course, of course. Now, I, I know that the singer, in, I saw in one of the articles, the, the musician has said that this was a pay issue. And, and the Cape Argus says that four of Coffee's former dancers alleged that they were repeatedly assaulted by the artists between 2002-2006. I know that was one of the stories that broke and held against their will while in Paris. So there was a, 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 um, 
uh, you know, a kidnapping uh, uh, accusation. Yes. The court, however, dismissed the kidnapping and assault charges, according to BBC. Um, now, in a statement released by um, Olamide's legal team, it stated, or they stated, that we are relieved but not surprised by the court's decision. Um, it can only be surprising okay. to those who rushed to judgment before the trial had started and before a single word of evidence had been heard. Now, the team said that they will issue an intent to sue the collective and to demand a public apology after recent false claims in the yes. media. And this was by Cape August on um, Sunday, the 7th of July, which was this past Sunday. Um, now, again, is back in the day, any man or woman was innocent until proven guilty. And I think what, yes. the, what the online world, you know, social media has done, it, it's people forget or have forgotten that. Um, how important yeah. is it to remember that, that you cannot accuse a person of a crime until he's been, um, you, know, you know, charged or found guilty? How important is it for us, not only as media, but as the public to remember that? It's very important because at the end of the day, this has this have an impact on a person's life. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, um, I love how, well, I'm being sarcastic now, I love how media professionals always use the word um, allegedly. Allegedly, yes. So, yeah, because it somehow protects them, um, but also it still puts out the negative information. So uh, these... Uh, um, dancers alleged that they were repeatedly um, sexually assaulted by mm -hmm. the artists. Um, that it, in itself is just an allegation. It's just a claim. It hasn't been proven um, as a fact yet. So putting that information out before, you know, authenticating whether this did happen or not, that is dangerous. And that is what I believe happens in, happened in this case. And that is why the court ruled in the favor um, of the artist because um, the court obviously found uh, the authentic story. Mm -hmm. So for me, just, um, yeah, just to always make sure that the information is accurate, um, media publications will always publish, um, you know, they will always cite things from what people are saying uh, because it's important to give both sides of the story, but just to protect them, it's um, it's good for the public to always look out for words like allegedly or you know those type of um, um, those type of yeah. terminology. Yeah, that um, somehow indicates that this is just what someone said and it's not, not factual. Proven fact uh -huh. yet. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think that is that is a clear case um, in in this in this story or in this matter. Now we no doubt keeping an eye on the story. Um, I think I think with the star or the musician deciding to take legal action, it really opens up a whole can of worms and it puts a lot of pressure yeah. on on you know media um, because these these things are happening so frequently with you know with the world of social media and online activism. Mm -hmm. um, and somebody's got to be brought to the book or held accountable. Um, so we're definitely Absolutely. following no no doubt following yeah. the story. But Raiz Murat, thank you so so much for your input. I know you're one of South Africa's finest journalists and we can always trust um, your insider opinion. So thank you so much for chatting to us this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Colin. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Take care for now, sir. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. There we have it. So that is Reiz Murat, a journalist, uh, or previous journalist at uh, News24. And we're zooming in on online activism. I think this is a clear case of a of a campaign backfiring or a campaign masquerading as a as a woman rights um, you know campaign backfiring um, and no doubt one to, to 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 follow over the next few weeks as the local or uh, um, international music icon um, has now decided to take legal action. I know this is one of a few cases like this that we are seeing.
seeing here in South Africa, um, but no doubt one that continues to make headlines over this past few um, weeks and days. So um, we're zooming in. We'll continue to share updates on this matter, but more importantly, as media, it's our responsibility to find the facts and the information before putting uh, things online. And and um, we've never, we should never forget that. We do not have the right to accuse someone on a public domain. And also, every man is innocent until proven uh, guilty. So loads more happening. Um, don't forget that Susanna Kennedy is back on the show tomorrow. And then on Monday, we're back with more business talk right here on Toshin's Vibe Radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, take care for now and God bless.